I'm Carolyn Lobsinger. I'm one of the people who make the 7B podcast. You may recognize my name from the various stories I've written for the Bonner County Daily Bee. Every day, the team of the Daily Bee works reporting on stories in our community. Each story is the result of hours spent interviewing, writing, and rewriting to keep our readers and our listeners informed. If you'd like to help us continue to provide quality local journalism, the best thing you could do is become a subscriber of the Daily Bee. If you've already done that, thank you. If you haven't yet subscribed, you can do so by calling us at 208-263-9534 or go online to bonnercountydailybee.com. For former Sandpoint High School principal E.C. Blumlow, jumping on the plane in mid-September accomplished several things. First, it was a chance to do something with his son and several of his grandsons to celebrate his 71st birthday. Second, it was a chance to again do something he loved, something he hadn't done for 50 years. And third, it was a chance to raise funds to help send young researchers to the 2023 World Parkinson Congress in Barcelona, Spain, to which he was selected as an ambassador. Come along for this week's episode of the 7B Podcast and join our conversation as we talk to AC about the jump, living with Parkinson's, and raising funds and awareness about the disease. Why don't you tell me about your trip and what you did and what the whole purpose was, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, I've been wanting to do a parachute jump with my son and grandsons, have three generations of us all jump together. I first made my first parachute jump 50 years ago this year. And I had hoped to actually do it last year, but COVID got in the way. So um, it just kind of all came together this year with uh, me and my son and two of my grandsons. Um, It was to celebrate the anniversary of my first jump. It was to celebrate my birthday. It was to get the family together, and it was also a fundraiser for the World Parkinson Congress, which, of course, I'm very involved with. That'll be held in Barcelona, Spain in 2023. It, too, was delayed a year because of COVID. So uh, everything's being delayed because of COVID. So Arizona seemed to be the place where we could all get to the easiest, I've got a grandson in Flagstaff and a grandson in Phoenix in the Air Force, and then my son's the pilot, so we could all end up meeting together in Arizona, and uh, so we did. I know you said you jumped about 50 years ago. What prompted that, and why commemorate that? Well, I always wanted to jump, and uh, when I was 21, I decided now or never, so uh, I actually made 26 jumps over a course of two years, but I, was, I got married and my wife got pregnant, and while I think there's minimal risk, it was some degree more than I was comfortable with. Plus, as a young teacher, uh, money was tight, and parachuting seemed a little bit uh, frivolous. So uh, I made 26 jumps and then stopped. And 48 years later, it was like, time to do it again. And uh, some of us had so much fun, we're thinking about doing it uh, annually from now on. (laughs) Thinking about it. Mm -hmm. We'll see. So what is it about skydiving that you 
well, that you enjoy? First, it's important to know that I'm deathly afraid of heights. Like when I go up like in the Seattle Space Needle, I get off the elevator and I crawl on my hands and knees over toward the window to look out. Um, on the Empire State Building, I won't go near the edge. But there's a completely different sensation at 13,000 feet or 5,000 feet. And I was also a glider pilot and a single engine pilot. And the sensations are just different. And it's incredible to see the ground. You're not falling toward the ground. The ground appears to be rushing up at you. Uh, at least that's my sensation. Mm. And um, it's exciting, it's thrilling, um, it's fun. You know, you can spin, you can move, you can change direction. Um, it's like, for, for the old timers who know what an e-ticket ride at Disneyland was, it was saved for the best rides. Um, this is like a Z-ticket. It's the ultimate um, thrill as far as I'm concerned. Now, had your son or grandsons jumped out of a plane before? The two grandsons had each made one prior tandem jump, um, but they were willing to do it again for Grandpa. Um, you know, can't let a 71-year-old man uh, beat a, a, a young 20-year-old, 22-year-old. The competitive spirit of the Wolno family runs deep and strong. I'm guessing that they didn't have as much fun as you did, or...? One of them was quite nervous and when it was over said okay yeah I did it the other one said oh let's do it again and what about your son my son was had never jumped before and um, his thoughts were kind of interesting because it takes almost 20 minutes to get up to altitude it's a hot it was 107 degrees on the ground and 50 degrees up high well, at 10,000 feet, they have you take off your seatbelt. Well, at that time, everybody else on the airplane has a parachute but you. And you're not buckled in with the other jumper yet. you got to take off your seatbelt so you can mm -hmm. turn around and get buckled in. Mm -hmm. And all I could think about was in this nose-high airplane, hitting turbulence, being bumped off the bench, sliding to the back, there's a five foot by five foot, there's a hole that big in the side of the airplane and tumbling out without a parachute. Um, so that was his thought, but he really thoroughly enjoyed it. He, he just, he's excited. He says, yeah, we'll do it. I'll do it every summer, so. You'd mentioned that this is something that was a fundraiser for the World Parkinson's Congress. How did you raise the funds for it? What was the reaction? Put it on, I put it out on uh, my Facebook page uh, just as, uh, you know, uh, an excuse to support uh, young researchers. Mm -hmm. uh, young researchers haven't made a name for themselves yet, and as a result, they, they have to scramble for every little bit of funding they get. And the thought of getting them to an international conference, it's really hard for them. Mm -hmm. So by raising funds for what we call travel grants for young researchers, um, and then just had all my Parkinson's friends reposted on their social media. I don't do Twitter and I don't do Instagram. I'm kind of a, a Luddite at this point. <laughs> um, I don't have the help I had in school with, a, with an IT guy. 
So uh, just kind of spread the word, and uh, people either donated directly to the World Parkinson Congress, or a couple of them have sent me checks, and I'm forwarding them on. Mm -hmm. So we're right around the $500 figure, which will get a couple kids to uh, Barcelona, Spain. How does that feel to have to be able to help somebody to go to something like that? Well, it's a way of paying it forward. You know, I'm a retired school teacher. If I could, I'd personally finance 10 or 20 researchers. Mm -hmm. And the, the theory behind getting them young is if you get them hooked into Parkinson's, they'll stay with that with their career. And hopefully they'll work themselves out of a job. What we're looking for is a cure. We're done. But we don't have that cure yet. We can't really slow it at this point. We really can't figure out what it is that's going to cause you to have it, but not the person next mm -hmm. to you. So uh, I'm, uh, of course, very, very interested, selfishly, in research. What is it about the World Parkinson's Congress that you want people to know? The main emphasis is that it's truly world. Uh, in Portland, we had over 5,000 people from 72 different countries. We have researchers, clinicians, doctors, therapists, people with Parkinson's, care partners. We have the entire universe of Parkinson's disease in one place at one time. We have Nobel Prize laureates that give talks. And um, it's kind of neat to be able to sit and have lunch in a room with the Nobel Prize laureate um, who's working on stem cells, for example. Um, so it's truly the world of Parkinson's together at one time in one place, exchanging ideas, information. How critical is that to the research and to moving forward toward a cure? Oftentimes, young researchers haven't met someone with Parkinson's, so they're doing the research and this brings the humanity to it. Mm -hmm. It brings the, the stories. For example, most people with Parkinson's have lost their sense of smell. Well, what's the big deal? Well, it's quality of life, tasting your food, being able to smell your wife's perfume. And there's health and safety issues. Can you smell spoiled milk? Can you tell that meat's gone bad? Um, so it's very practical, and it's just, again, that opportunity to then hear about potentially new drugs in the pipeline, uh, new therapies, and it's that uh, everybody's, everybody's equal, everybody has the opportunity to share with each other. And where everybody's in the room where you can talk to not just a caregiver, but somebody yeah. with Parkinson's. You're no longer the odd one out. You're what it's all about. And so it's, uh, and, and other cultures, other languages, um, other perspectives. It's just uh, an incredible four days. And I'm really looking forward to going to Barcelona in 2023. Going back to the jump, what was it like being able to do a jump after such a long time from having done it? I'm a firm believer in Sergeant Yukon's love in the North that the scenery only changes for the lead dog. And it was odd having to rely. I mean, I, you have to rely on the person to whom you're strapped. Um, and it's, uh, my, my guy was from Belarus. So there was a language issue, uh, an accent. 
And basically, as he told me what to do, I just kind of nodded my head and said yes, uh, knowing that we were going to be buckled together at five, five different spots. And I knew how to do a, a basic parachute arch. So uh, on the other hand, scooting down the bench seat toward that great big hole in the back of the airplane, I must admit, was a little odd. And I'm not sure we made the world's most graceful exit. Basically, we're upside down. But we stabilized rather quickly. They throw out a drogue chute, which slows you down a little bit. And its main purpose is to keep the main parachute from exploding open. It slows down the opening. But the, uh, the ability to just turn by moving your hands and going in a circle is just, I mean, it's, it's incredibly freeing. At the same time, knowing that this guy that's like, you know, it feels like the alien, you know, you're latched on. And then uh, coming in for the landing was fun. I was hoping we might do the little, where you stand up and kind of run with it. Mm -hmm. But pretty much on the tandem jumps, they're going to have you kind of come in and slide in on your butt. It's easier and safer, and it keeps you from doing a face plant oh, gotcha. forward. Gotcha. Just, just in case. When you did the jumps before, was it tandem as well, or was no, it? No. This is the first tandem jump. Uh, my very first jump was what they called a hop and pop, which means you get out of, you practice getting out of the aircraft on the ground. They have mm -hmm. a simulator. And so you're standing on a step holding onto the wing strut. Then you basically just let go. And your parachute is attached to a rip, uh, a static cord. So you, the first jump, pretty much you tumble off backwards and you go about 10 feet and your rip cord is pulled and your parachute opens. And you're only doing it from about 2,500 feet above the ground, whereas we jumped at 13,000 feet. So the first few, you've got somebody watching you, making sure you can do your arch, and uh, you've practiced the landing on the ground. My first parachute was a World War II surplus round chute, <laughs> white and orange and green and ugly, and that's just about the time they came out with the new, more modern square parachutes. and. Um, so I never got to jump one of those. All I could afford was the old surplus types. So Probably like a lot of people just getting into it and yeah. young and starting. So in fact, What was it like to be someone with Parkinson's to do a jump? One of my goals cool. is just to increase awareness that mm -hmm. Parkinson's doesn't end your life. The quality of life can still be high I feel very fortunate that I'm still able to do things like this, mm -hmm. but to bring attention to Parkinson's, the need for research, it is the second most common neurological disease in the United States behind Alzheimer's, with more than a million people with Parkinson's. And so I wanted to show we can do almost anything, and whether it's at 71 or 51 with early onset Parkinson's, um, I just want the world to know that we're just like you, only we may have tremors, or we may stumble occasionally, or we may have memory issues, but that we're uh, perfectly capable and that it's important to live life. Was it more freeing this time because of the disease and being able to be more free up in the air, or was it just the same experience that you got to enjoy when you were younger? 
the the sensations were as I remembered. Probably the difference being that attitude of, look what, what me as a representative of the Parkinson right. community can do. You know, it wasn't just me out there jumping, and that's why I think, um, you know, we put some of the photos again back on Facebook. My column in the neighbor's section is going to be. The title of my column was almost one small step for a man, one giant leap or for Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to see this grow. I would love to get more people next year. I'd love mm -hmm. to, my goal was, I sent out letters to about 150 different jump centers mm -hmm. just saying, hey, would you please post this poster about the parachute for right. Parkinson's. And I don't know how many actually got put up. I don't know how much was actually donated because it, it could go directly to uh, the World Parkinson's gotcha. Congress. So it Even came together very quickly. We'd been talking and talking and talking, and all of a sudden it was, Dad, can you jump Saturday, this Saturday? I said, wait a minute, it's Monday. You're talking this Saturday. Well, yeah. Oh, whoops. I, Dad, I got to call you back because Saturday's booked. Can you do it on Friday? I said, you're giving me four days' notice to jump out of a perfectly good airplane? He said, well, hell, Dad, it's your idea. So You're the one that's retired. Come on, Dad. Yeah, exactly. A lot of fun? Well, and, and just incredible. And, you know, um, how neat to have my son and, and grandsons. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're my support group. They're the ones rooting me on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it wouldn't have been fun. To, I mean, it would have been fun to do it by myself, but about one one thousandth as cool as it was to have mm -hmm. family there. Now you've gone hiking on the Pacific Crest Trail with both of your two of your grandsons. Just one. Just one. He did it two times. Oh, okay. Yep. So was he one of the ones who jumped? Yes. So where did he have, was he the one who wasn't too fond of the jumping or was he, he was one? the one that uh, was not thrilled about it before and afterwards he was glad he did it. Uh -huh. But it was like, I've done this once, why am I doing it again? <laughs> oh, that's right, Grandpa, I'm doing it because you, you're old and you shake. So he did it for his Grandpa? He did it for me, yes. Did that make the whole event special that your family was willing to jump out of an airplane to support you and to help you call attention to? Not only that, my my uh, son's girlfriend even jumped. Oh, neat. So, yeah, there were five of us. So pretty much the whole plane was... Well, we, we actually split up. At first we were disappointed that we couldn't all go up together. Uh -huh. But then we realized it was actually better because we had people on the ground to watch and take photos as each of us, you know, came in and landed. Oh, neat. Yeah, so that was cool. So what was the best part about the whole experience? Free fall. So what is free fall like? Well, it's incredibly windy. My forehead looks like I'm all worried just because the you're falling at about 120 miles an hour. And so your, your, your skin gets all weird, wobbly, and you don't necessarily notice it. Um, it's easy to breathe. I had goggles on because, as he said, do you need to wear your glasses? I said, only if I want to see. So uh, it's 
we had talked a little bit before we went that I would like him to try to be as neutral as possible. That, you know, I wanted to be the one to kind of control a little bit of which way we turned and so forth. But we also had a videographer that jumped with us. Um, she bailed out. And at this point, I don't know if it was just before or just after, I think just after we, no, she had to, because she was watching and took, took some photos. And then we literally were this far apart at 120 miles an hour down. And, you know, so that she could take, take her video and her photos. Um, so, again, it's just, it's incredibly, I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing else like it. You are in control, but 100% relying on that parachute on your back that um, you didn't pack. Somebody you don't know packed that parachute. Now, granted, they're a licensed professional rigger, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of, um, if you want to know what the, what the word faith means, that's one good definition. <laughs> You have faith that that person packed that chute correctly. I don't know if that's getting at it very well. It makes sense. What haven't we covered, AC, that you would like to make sure is covered? Um, really, I, I, you, you hit one of the keys, which the the importance of having the family there. Um, that was incredible. The, uh, the I'm pleased that you you noted that you know and that I had Parky with me. Um, did fact, Parky go on the jump? He did. I've got a photo, <laughs> which I'll probably use that. Well, I you know again whatever photos you don't yeah. use, I may use them you know attached to mine. But initially, I just had him on as because I keep keep him on a little carabiner. Uh -huh. And the guy said, "Oh, you'll lose him. <laughs> He'll go off on his own." So we used like three ribbons and tied them on pretty securely. You've been listening to the 7B Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and remember to check back next Monday to hear the latest news and stories that are happening in our community.